Fleetwood Podcast. It's your main man, Joe Fleetwood, the hustler. And as always, I got my illustrious co-host, Alicia, with me. And we got a special guest for you today. Now, I have been following her for quite some time. Uh, and to, to be quite honest, I actually love this woman's uh, journey. I actually, and here's the crazy part, when I actually started following her, uh, it came from uh, some drama from some socialites, which of all things, and I absolutely love the way she uh, handled it in response. I actually started following her from a post that 50 Cent made and Little Duval, but her response to me was a classy one, and you don't see that nowadays. Mm-hmm. So without any further ado, man, um, this woman is more than just her uh, body. Uh, make sure you check her out on social media so you can get the full gamut of who she is. I'd like to welcome Miss Miami TV to the Joe Fleetwood Podcast. How you doing today? Doing well. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. Quite welcome. Quite welcome. Alicia is licking her chops, man, because she has. So those questions I actually sent you uh, came from her. A lot of my questions I already had, and I said, you know what, I'm going to just let let everything flow off the top, man, because I find that the best interviews are done when it's just a simple conversation. And that's usually when the, when the, the meat and potatoes come out. So, uh, before we get into, <laughs> go I ahead. I appreciate that. I can tell it had a woman's touch. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. As long as you picked it up. So, uh, so let's jump things off, man. So tell everybody where you come from and how did you come up with the name Miss Miami? Okay. Good question. So, <laughs> First of all, I'm Courtney Barnes. On the social media, I miss Miami. I want to start out with that first because I believe that there's a misconception, not only with me, but with if people who make content or who use the social medias, you know, to make money. Because, you know, people have to really understand, you know, a lot of people have an alter ego. So as an entertainer, I am Miss Miami. I named myself that because um, that's not only where I'm from, but at the time when I got that name, well, you know, I was a dancer. I was in college and I actually went to college in Tampa. So a lot of people always used to ask me, where are you from? Where are you from? And honestly, it irritated me. So I'm like, you know what, Miss Miami. So that's the name. It, nobody should ask me where I'm from because it says it all. And uh, so when I came, um, when years later, I went to the club and I got a social media, it, it was just organic to name myself, you know, to keep the Miss Miami name because that truly is my alter ego. And Miss Miami actually stands for not just, it just not only means where I'm from, but it means money is a major issue. So a lot of things that I, I'm very money motivated, um, not only as an influencer, but just as a person, period. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm right there with you because uh, I'm going to do anything and everything I can to get money. The legit and legal way, by the way. So just I'm going to put that caveat out there. Understand <laughs> I am a hustler, but I, I'm getting it. I'm getting money that comes with W-2s and tax forms and stuff like that. So so you mentioned that you were uh, you were to school in Tampa. Uh, you were a dancer. Was that something that just uh, that just happened? Did, did some friends invite you say, hey, you should be a dancer? How did that kind of fall into place? Interesting story, um, because my book is revolved around that that time, because that is when I got my um, my first had my first cosmetic experiences. So I was actually a junior in college when I started to be a dancer. And um, before I started dancing, I had like I I worked every kind of job. I started working when I was 15. I got my first job. And even before that, like, you know, I used to do hair. I did other things to, you know, make money. So um, being a dancer actually started because I was about to flunk out of school. 
um, back then, I mean, I, I had a, I, I, I'm from Miami, so I was living in Tampa. I'm staying off campus. Before class, I used to go to work. So at that time, I was going to work. I was working at a call center. I would go to work about 5, 5 a.m., and then I would leave around 12, have my first class at 1. And just the whole dynamic of, you know, like I said, I was a junior, so I was, I did not really enjoy my college experience, you know. And um, when I would hang out, I already would go to the popular strip club that was in the area at the time. And it was just something about um, just seeing it, it looks easy when you're in it. I mean, when right. you're just watching it. So right. just being in that environment, and like I said, just not wanting to just flunk out of school. I needed more time and control over my, not only my money, but my time. So it just seemed to, I will also say, so around that time, it I also had an incident and uh, my experiences with a certain guy and how he positioned, how he positioned to his help made it easy for me to transition into the club. Because what a lot of people really don't understand, uh, especially women who go to college, there are a lot of parents not only making sacrifices for them, but people are making sacrifices for themselves, you know. And I wasn't right. like a hustler on the street, or but it was more or less like it felt like back then. Men didn't want to do anything for you unless they slept with you, you know. So going from coming from college, you got young guys want to sleep with you because they're young and horny. Then, you know, you may have still older guys that see something young and they really don't want to do nothing for you until they're sleeping with you. So in a way... Going to the strip club was a bit empowering because I actually still was able to make my money, but I was able to own my sex. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, yes. perfect sense. Because uh, that actually changes the dynamics because it, it removes the power structure uh, that uh, a man has in that dynamic and then it places it back in your hand. Like you said, it just changes the You are now in control of that whole situation. So that that makes plenty of sense. Leisha, I'll let you go ahead and do your thing. Thanks. But it was, Hello. it was not, it was not nowhere. My personality is so different, was so different from being a dancer. Even at the time I was very much shy, you know? Um, so I will say it wasn't an experience that I wanted to be a dancer. I not, that was like my last option, but I will say I needed that. I needed that phase of my life, especially right. coming from just college and always doing. Gotcha. I get it too. Um, first of all, how are you doing? I'm doing um, well. So I was looking at your Instagram. Um, I wasn't really familiar with you until um my um friend from way back um mm -hmm. told me about you and um so of course I go and I research or whatever. So that's when I realized you had a book and I was like, hmm. But I didn't want to spoil anything, so I didn't. I haven't read the book yet. I want to read the book, but I haven't read the book yet. But my first question for you is, being that your book is titled, I Am Not My Body, but I Want a Bigger Butt, why were you so dissatisfied with your butt? Because, I'm, I'm asking this question because I saw the before pictures, and the after pictures. Mm -hmm. And to me, there was absolutely nothing wrong with you. Right. Okay, so that was a good question. I'm glad you asked me. Um, I don't know if it's just my mindset, but okay, I will say this as well. By the time I heard about getting your butt done, especially in the way of getting butt injections, I didn't hear about it until I, you know, was at, at the club. Back then, the only surgeries that people were popular was breast 
implants. I never wanted mm-hmm. bigger breasts. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't necessarily only about dissatisfaction. Um, sometimes people want to see themselves a certain type of way. And I feel like now that social media has been as popular as it is, and as we see individuals not only change their body, but they're changing their sexes to fit um, a, a identity that's closer to what they feel on the inside. So it was more of that. So I went people before the club. I will say um, I was in school, but during the summer at a certain time, I was I was chubby back back then. I was, you know, remember words like chubby and big girl. Yeah. Social media yeah. made it popular to be a big girl. But yes. back in the day, you know, people were labeling you, you know, you chubby, yeah. you big, you you pretty for a big girl. I was one yeah. of those type of girls. Mm-hmm. So um, during the summer, I had lost weight, you know, on some other things. So I went through a physical transformation. So by the time I did, I had that experience. I had just lost my weight. I already um, was, you know, hanging in the club. And um, it was just knowing that I can improve on something that I had no idea about. The part of my body I actually did not like was my thighs. I always felt like my legs were so big. Um, I played basketball, but even still, I just didn't feel so shaky. So I just felt like getting my butt done. One, I didn't know you could do this. And two, if it's going to like make me feel less less insecure about my thighs oh yeah let me let me try that so sometimes it's not only you know not happy with how you look it's like being you know seeing yourself how you actually can see yourself with them with the kind of with the size thighs i had i needed some more boom okay that's how i Man, feel I, <laughs> I gotta tell you i saw them pictures too i was like oh my god <laughs> so i i i if i was in Tampa, i might have been one of them dudes doing the same thing like hey come here let me let me shout it let me highlight you real quick because i'm telling you i was like i didn't it was it was strange to to me but i i completely understand as i've gotten older and um you know you you have more mature conversations and you gain a a different point of view and more understanding you can understand why someone would would think that exact same way because at that time, under those conditions and the perspective that you had, that is a completely valid view. You know what I mean? So I can I can say now as I, as I'm older, I completely understand why some people would go uh, to that distance. So you. you know those, those, and then it's more of a, a society type of of acceptance thing because you see those around you who are getting that kind of attention or that kind of uh acceptance and it's like well if i got the ability to upgrade then why not upgrade you know what i mean let me let me fit into the social norm if that's what the norm is right now so i completely understand that dynamic but what's crazy is when i did that that was not the social norm when i got on social media and by the time i got viral when i went viral with 50 cents and other people i was out of the club. I had been looking like that for years. What actually happened was I had working the traditional job that I, you know, did not really like. I, um, what we, what I want to talk about with society is society feels that they can say what's normal, but it's not up to nobody else to say what's normal. You know what I'm trying to say? And I'm like, society, I actually, we talk about like mental health issues and trying yeah. to like, you know, protect people mental health, but we're the ones causing them their mental health issues based off how we feel about somebody, not only what we think, but having to uh, the audacity to say what you think to somebody. 
I yeah. look young, but I'm a little old school. So I was I grew up in the era of if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say don't nothing, say at, nothing all. at all. So by the time I hit social media, I had already been living like that, looking like that. And what people didn't know, I already wanted I knew I wanted to go through a transformation of getting my butt smaller. Um right. I had went to a club and it's a social media areas era. So somebody pull out their phone, you know, recording pictures of videos of me. I didn't even have an Instagram account. But so because the video that someone posted, it went viral because they're making fun of my situation. That's what actually made me create an Instagram because I'm like, let me at least try to have some kind of control over this. Now that I recognize that I have an image that back then, like you're seeing more of this now. Back then, you were not seeing that girls like me. When we think about the strip club, that's the underground world. You could only have to go to those worlds to find a woman like me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like. So I wasn't trying to be, I wasn't trying to live in a social norm. I was living my norm in life, which was, I will, outside of the comments that people make, people don't, having that kind of look, being that type of girl. Before social media, I told you I was Miss Miami. Even as a dancer, I was popular. People used to come to me to see, you know what I'm saying? That's also, that's why I kept my name. I yeah. wanted my people in real life to find me on the social channels. So um, I don't know, a lot of dancers who or people who are in, like say rappers or dancers, if they were popular before social media, a lot of them got on here and they still took off. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I can relate to you um, because, and that's why I asked, were you teased? Because when I was younger, um, I was always teased about my lips. So, of course, yes, it gives you a complex. So at that time, to have fuller lips, that wasn't the social norm. Mm -hmm. But now I look and I see everybody wanting full of lips. So, like, before I even became an adult, my first thought was, I'm going I'm to I'm make my lips somehow smaller. Mm -hmm. And then when it became the norm, I'm like, you know what? I'm not even touching my lips. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> they, I mean, they already full size. I, I started, I grew into them. I like them. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with my height, you know. Uh, all the guys were taller than me because I'm six feet. Um, so, you know, at the time, I, I didn't realize, oh, hey, they're going to grow over me. But while you're in, like, grade school, you're thinking, look how tall I am. I look like a tall, like, alien or something like that mm -hmm. with huge lips. So I, I, I completely understand. And it does cause you to have some from depression and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's why I asked the question, were you teased or was it just something going on? Or was it something you just wanted to do? Yeah, yeah, but now definitely, I get it. Definitely teased, but my, I may be a certain kind of way. And I, I'll be honest, I don't, people background really matters to them. So I love my family. I know they love me. But mm -hmm. my mom is the first person who ever made me self-conscious about my body. So mm -hmm. when it came to say somebody else, say teasing me or putting, you know, how they felt about me, I was already, I was already going through that with my mom. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, so I was so busy trying to accept, make my, accept myself with my mother. That was my first time that I told you, like, I didn't really, I didn't need anybody else accepting me because I'm mm -hmm. like, my mom don't really accept, you know what I'm saying? Cause like being chubby, even before the surgery. It's like, of course, you know, I'm beautiful, but like she didn't like that I was 
thick and I want to wear tight clothes. So your legs too big. You know, why would you show? Maybe that's another thing of always mentioning your, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of moms do that or I feel like people in your family do that thinking that they are, you know, helping you be better, but they're doing nothing but making you more self-conscious. Because I can't yeah. do nothing about my legs being big. I can't do anything about, oh, Courtney, you're light-skinned. You need to do this, that, and the other. You know what I'm trying to say? It's always like, dang, why y'all always on my looks? What about me as a person? And that's right. funny that you say that because the same exact thing happened to me. Um, I was often teased by family members about my lips. Um, mm -hmm. So that it starts there. You are absolutely correct. It does start in your family, your background, and you know what I'm saying, who you are around. Um, my but you have a beautiful face and really nice lips, so I don't get it. That's what's crazy. People <laughs> say things about people who actually have nice features. Even after I like to say remove my big butt, as I already looked at my legs, I'm like, bro, I like my legs. Like I just need to work out a little bit. But, but it's but like Yeah, but I learned later on those individuals have issues with themselves, not actually with you. It's, right. it's it's internal within them. So they feel the need to make themselves feel better by trying to make you or belittle you to make you feel bad about yourself. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. My next question was, I saw, I read the back cover of your book, and it said um, something about being diagnosed with, and I've never heard of it, BDD, um, body mm -hmm. dysmorphic disorder. Mm -hmm. um, like, what age? How did you know? Like, did you have any symptoms? Okay, so by the time I went looking for it, a surgeon or, you know, just options to say, remove, you know, like have a butt reduction. Like mm -hmm. I said, when I first got on social media, I always knew that that's something I wanted to do. I was mm -hmm. like, whatever. So, um, you know, just after I had never heard of it either until, you know, you talk to a doctor and they just let you know. And it really makes me feel like a lot of women have this issue. It does mm -hmm. not even, it's not only big women. It's not only some, some men have this issue. Mm -hmm. um, just being overly obsessed with something you don't like about yourself. So it's like, so you may have somebody yeah, who overweight and they just don't like that so much. And that's all they can think about. And then it makes them eat and it makes them get bigger and bigger. It's one of those type of things when in reality, by the time we maybe first recognize something, it may not be as bad. If we just work on it, then it would not be an obsession. And even like say some people who, I know some men who has an issue with like gaining weight. Mm -hmm. I never thought people would, you know, feel a way about not gaining weight, but those things make you have some kind of obsessive thought about your body sometimes too. So it's just, you know, being educated for and, and, and trying to look for options of surgeons who could help me with getting my butt reduced. No, I, I gotta say it wasn't until you mentioned it or, and she mentioned it in, in the book that I've even heard of uh body dysmorphia morphic disorder and i had to look it up it's a mental illness involving obsessive focus on a perceived flaw uh in appearance and now that i know that there are so many situations in life that i've been around where that's exactly what it is i know a few people to this day who are uh, obsessed with the way certain parts of their body look and like they are dying to to have some type of uh change mm -hmm. with it mm -hmm. but i'm also kind of torn with that with that definition because you know it i, I don't want to say it's it's a mental illness i think it's more just 
in in some cases it could just be a perf- uh, a personal preference it's just something about your body that you just don't like but i don't think i would consider that a uh, a mental illness maybe i'm wrong and just not being in the field and having enough knowledge on the true definition of what mental illness is but i can understand it falling in that category but i don't think that's the case in I think all it's cases more, yeah i think it's more so i agree to I agree with you to a certain degree because right. in my sense i believe that like with me it's something like low self-esteem you know um and that comes from like you say, being teased. Um, but I was surprised to actually see that it was actually a disorder. I mean, but he he's right. I wouldn't necessarily call it a, a mental um, disorder. It's kind of like, you know, when people are, I guess, um, anemic or um, have bulimia or something, you know, um, that's just, you know, something to me has happened to cause them to be in such a state. A lot of times when we all have issues or whatever, it comes from some type of trauma, mm-hmm. um, but not necessarily. Yeah, I understand. I mean, and both of y'all have good opinions. I'll give you an example that don't even fit me. Um, and I'll say this too. Okay, so I'll, I'll say low self-esteem, and I could be wrong. Low self-esteem is how you feel about yourself mm-hmm. in your condition. Right. Mm -hmm. So let me say, let me. When it came to even with, say, not before my surgery, not liking my body, I had high self-esteem still. That's why so many people had to keep on saying, but she's a big girl. She pretty for a big girl. I always had a boyfriend. I always did had certain goals. And I actually even if say I did not get the heights of my I always had a plan for myself and I followed it. If I mm-hmm. had not even only that, when it came to men, didn't I just say when I wanted when I decided to be a dancer, I went through a situation where I didn't want to have sex with a guy. So I put my I took my own my sex and I just chose to do something else. Low self-esteem to me is feeling so low about yourself while you're going through those things. Sometimes you just like I'm not gonna lie, I'm from Miami. I don't know if it's a big city thing. I'm a big girl. I It is what it is. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's mm-hmm. like you still have, that's why a lot of big girls have high confidence because you've accepted you as a big girl since you were six, seven, eight years old. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, so, so, when it, so other people's view of you and then your view of you, it end up becoming a battle because you actually like yourself. You actually love yourself. So other people tell you all these things that's wrong with you, but you like, you know what? I'm like, not perfect, but it's me. That's where the levels of the low of the that I feel like people should really get in. How do you feel about yourself? Then once a person have those things, then they could go and call it low self-esteem. So and when it comes down to the mental issue. Okay, so my last position, I stopped working with this company, but I was a patient coordinator. Um, I was helping women get surgery. I'm these not the not the illegal injections. I was helping them go through getting like BBL or say mommy makeover. What mm-hmm. I noticed when I had consultations with women, I don't have any kids. And I told you, I did what I wanted to do for a certain reason. I noticed that most of the women I um, had interviews with, they did not, they, this was their first time having surgery. Most of them had children. To listen to their story and the ones who especially had the support of their husbands, because see, when people think that only single women get surgery, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, to, have, no. to hear their husband's view, even if their man did not want them to have the surgery, like, you know, personally, I feel like she's fine, but their woman had given up their life 
to have their kids. So you have some women who were athletic and who were basketball players or who just was like to work out. They went and had two or three of these men kids. When you have, and then after the children, they went to the gym, but you can't get rid of things like stretch marks. You can't get rid of certain type of fat and, and roll. You know what I'm trying to say? And then, like I say, you have women who went and worked out and say, no, I tried all I can try, but I just don't feel like myself. And it affects how they react, not only with their kids, but they men feel like when we got together, she had so much life. I don't understand yeah. how she feel, but if is this going to make her feel better as a person, I'm all for it. So those are the mental things. A man could tell a woman, oh, baby, you don't have to get your stomach done because you had kids. That's a blessing. But you cannot tell her how to feel when she look at her. We only have one body. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, almost like getting a paint job on your car or if you get a get an accident fixing your bumper. It's one of those things like while I'm in this vehicle, you know, I, if surgery is an option, it's a mental thing because these women who has, like I say, had never had surgery. They had children, did what people told them to do, but they still felt better about themselves after they saw themselves in the image that they wanted to see. Yeah. And you know what? That's something that we as I'll be honest, man. That's something that I had to mature to when it came to um, even in, in my relationships uh, where, you know, I, I'm told, yeah, I want to have this surgery. Hey, baby, you look good like you are. You had two kids, you had three kids or whatever the, the, the case may be. Um, you, the, the happiness has to come from within. And I know a lot of times we as men, um, it can be perceived as two different ways. It could be perceived as control. And then on another, you know, it could be perceived as some type of uh, uh, jealousy uh, within men when we, you know, say things like that. But one thing I had to understand is that happiness comes from within. No matter what I say, if you do not feel happy with yourself, it's it's not going to change. And And what happens is it starts to affect other parts of the relationship because understand if she don't feel sexy, then, you know, when, when she's complaining about not being in the mood, Hey, that's a, that's a true statement. That is a fact. She is definitely not in the mood just because she doesn't, she doesn't feel pretty or she don't feel sexy. She don't feel the way she used to feel in the beginning before she had the two or three kids. So that, I, I think that's something that we as men need to, to, to kind of do better in, do better on because I, I I gotta tell you I definitely for one had to mature into that that thought process and then that that understanding. Now, I mean I have a daughter um and like I'm kind I'm slim and when I was pregnant with her of course I just blew up like my stomach and it just she stretched me to a maximum capacity. So, of course, <laughs> and she was a big baby. Um, but um, the weight didn't necessarily bother me because of my height. Um, it was the stretch marks. Mm -hmm. um, and then once I started to lose all of my baby fat, then the stretch marks didn't really look that bad to me. And now I'm into tattoos. So now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just get my whole stomach tattooed. So, I mean, hey, that's just so, how I look at it. You know, I don't knock anybody for, like, you know, altering their body or doing whatever they want. That's your choice, um, just like anything else. 
Um, like I said, I had I had like big issues with my lips. I mean, huge issues. But then, mm-hmm. as, as I got older, I started noticing that people would say, "Hey, you you got nice lips, you got nice eyes, and you know stuff like that." So stuff like that it it boosts your confidence, and it goes back to what you said: you're pretty as a you know a big girl. So it's back to that. So with the thank you, yeah, and I would say even with you, um, yeah, that is I will say, especially in our community, I'm going to say our community because our relations between men and women are we're here. Mm-hmm. Other people are here. Men mm-hmm. are wanting to understand their women. A lot of men want to understand their mothers, let alone their girl. And like it's a true thing. Like. I, I go to Columbia often. It is true. Parents will get their children cosmetic surgery. Mm-hmm. And so we think about things like, um, you know, other people getting married more than we do or just the statistics and it's just the idea of marriage. In those cultures, the parents, <laughs> how they encourage and influence marriage in their community is when their girls are young, they know men are physical they mm-hmm. try to go get their girls surgery so they could want them to be wives so at least the men can have something beautiful to look at. Yeah. Our men have the most beautiful women, whether they got surgery for them, before them, or after them, and they still do all they can to tear us down verbally, mentally. They they tell us how they feel about even our decisions to get surgery, but as as men, they're not supposed to do that because honestly, a lot of men have issues with their body, especially their penis size. They just can't do anything <laughs> about it. You know what I'm saying? I so some up. men like to act like they don't understand us because they don't want to be honest. We women are more real than other mm-hmm. people like to say, you know, yeah, yeah. but a man ain't going to say. So, and I've also had men before my surgery having a really big butt. They told the reasons they don't want their woman to get a surgery. It's not because they don't like it. They don't want their women to really know and feel as beautiful as they could. And they don't want them to have as many options. I'm going to yeah. 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 And so, see, that, that, <laughs> that's the perception that I was talking about. It, that, that's the second part of that perception. Now, me, I'm, I'm completely secure in who I am. If I got you, I got you. And I didn't want it to seem like I was so insecure to the point that I didn't want you to feel good about yourself and see what's out there. It was just I truly and I truly felt that the way she looked was fine. I had no issue with it, but I had to realize that it's not a, it wasn't about me. It was more about her. And that's what I mean by we as men got to mature and do better and get out of the, the way in situations like that. I didn't yeah. I didn't want to discourage her from doing it. It's just I, I, I was just speaking from the heart that I felt that she looked great with it. I, well, I just like just I said, in, in maturity. I had to realize it it wasn't about me. But one, um but I want to take it back to 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 your journey because um you went on the ep- you went on on botched, right? How was that experience and and what was the outcome when you went there? When you went on oh, botched. The experience with botched. Okay, so the backlash of course was huge. Um but my experience was good. Okay, so what what I'll say social media did for me was allow me to 
live out some things that I did not necessarily know I was going to do. I always wanted to write a book. Like, I did not like fully college, but one of the classes I did really well in was my writing class. Expository writing is, is what it was called. And even before that, like, people didn't know my life story, but, like, I had been in newspapers when I was a young girl. I used to be in oratorical contests, um, just all type of things. So, like, that experience was along my path of where I wanted to go. I knew, I, and that's also why I chose the cover for my book that I did. I knew I was going to not look like that anymore. I wanted right. to have some kind of stamp and sign. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it was, like I say, the backlash seemed huge. People definitely were very much trying to be petty with the comments. And even I, I don't even want to say show as much support, but a lot of the women who really was suffering in silence, you know what I'm saying? Or, or yeah. um, yeah, it just, it, those women, they... I, I was here for them. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's nobody else who's going to put their sales out there for us to, somebody had to put themselves on the line for us to find out more information and to get better options. Because honestly and truly, removing injections over here in the United States, I don't, I would not recommend it. So, you know, somebody got to put themselves on the line. So. Yeah, yeah. It was, and, and see, that's one of the things about your journey that I'm proud of because it takes a lot of courage to put yourself on front stage and be the the spokesman for a, a subject such as uh, that. And one that's so touchy, especially when it comes to women, because you, you have to be, you're going to be judged a lot more. You have to be careful about how you move uh, as a woman. Cause like you said, it, it, what, what really shocked me was the, the captions between both, uh, Lil Duval and, and 50 Cent and I was like alright now I gotta do some more research I really gotta go go check out and see who this is mm -hmm. and and when I saw your response I was like oh yeah yeah she ain't she ain't hiding <laughs> at all like she, all. <laughs> she ain't hiding at all man if, if, if you if you sending them shots she's sending them right back so right back I, right right <laughs> I will when I tell people this I was built for social media not in the sense of I never wanted to be I you all may not believe this. And that's why people cannot be like, oh, you do this for attention. One, women are the attention. I grew up light-skinned and I was a thick girl. I always had attention, baby. You know what I'm saying? So when I come here to social media, the attention is like marketing. Of course, I want to be seen because that's how your show gets seen, right? The more right. attention you get, that's how you get views, right? So, but I, but even with that, um, what I will say was the... What I could not understand is that, you know, I have celebrities that's bigger than me, like Kate Michelle, you know, she, she shared her story. Um, and not even on that, say like Lala, who was a narrator for her first thing. We mm -hmm. have, I had other women who have their own cosmetic story, but the way that they were trying to expose me and mine without my, you know what I'm saying? Without my permission, without my my story from my mouth, I just felt like that was so disrespectful. Not only yeah. as a person, like as women, we should understand men want to do that, but you're very much disrespectful as a woman to be going through the same thing that I went through or to have wanted a surgery, like say la la to want surgery and actually get surgery. And what's crazy is one thing, the pandemic up until now has showed, I got a lot of backlash for talking about having illegal injections, but since this time has passed, people has found out how dangerous BBLs and regular cosmetic surgery is. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I felt like I had to take the good with the bad because 
I knew it was kind of going to be a thing like that. Like, yes, it's 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 not a good thing, but all surgeries are dangerous. Don't just don't just make one thing seem like it is and then glorify the other. But we've lost more women getting BBLs than we don't lost getting blood injections. But nobody don't want to say that. So it's just kind of like, you know, it's a thin line between between humor and actually really understanding these are real women and people who, who are going through things. You can't always be funny. You know, I mean, you can't please everybody. I mean, it, it at this point, it doesn't matter like what the topic is. They're always going. You always gonna find somebody that's gonna be negative, and you are gonna find people that's gonna be positive. It just it just comes along with it. Now, now since you are and so the last guest we had was uh, E versus Erica. She is a very to me. She's more <laughs> she's more of a comedian than anything, but she is a social media. Uh, uh, influencer. And, mm-hmm. you know, she made uh mention about some celebrities who have tried, who have tried her. Have there been many celebrities? Cause you, you know, you see a lot of them who, who make the jokes on the internet, but have there been any celebrities who have jumped in your inbox and like, Hey, what's up? Yep. <laughs> Jump in my inbox. Talk to me in person. And what's crazy is, People would say all that shit on the internet. I used to travel a lot. You know, go to when we slow up, man. What they say, I love fights in Vegas. I'm in Vegas. I like see All Star Weekend, CIAA. I, I'm a, I be outside in events like that. Yeah. People will holler at me in real life. It's like, wait, you just, you know, I even had a situation where I don't even want to name his name, but he's he not a popular rapper right now in New York, but he kind of like old school from New York tried to holler at me in some event in Atlanta. I gave him my number, um, you know, put my social media in the thing. Soon as I put my social media in his Instagram, I click on the page to follow, click, you know, follow myself. I see my picture where people talking, he talking shit about me and oh, trying to wow. holler at me. I'm wow. like, you know who I am? He wow. like, what you mean? I'm this, and I told him, I'm this girl right here. And he didn't even know it. He ain't even know it. So that's, that's why I say the thing about, especially how, you know, people would rather be funny. <laughs> they rather be funny and they rather be fake. But if you didn't like it so bad on a picture, why you hollering at me in person? Exactly. Because in why person, my thing looked crazier. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look bigger in person, I feel. That's I crazy that. to me. That's I need that's, names. Yeah. I need, that's I need. talking all that, but they love it. Yeah, I, I, I like, trust me, I know. And and here's one of the, the running jokes, man, between me and my crew. I always <laughs> tell them, hey, stop trying to tell me what you won't do. Just say you preferably you won't do it. Because under the right circumstances, you will. You he will never, do it. Hey, just just stop. Just stop with the camera. Mm-hmm. Stop with the bullshit. Just say preferably that ain't your taste. But under the right circumstances, you will. But I need some names. Like, like who are some of the celebrities that nah, have tried nah, to talk? Nah, about? I ain't speaking to I don't got no names, nah, bitch. Hey, no. she ain't fed. <laughs> no, I'm it is I I love exclusivity. You know what I, I'm saying? I'm with you on that, man. You know, but no, but I, I, I would just say, no, I've even who I've went on dates with, I've been out with guys who play basketball for certain teams and um I producers, like I'm not gonna lie, I used to be a dancer, so rappers are fun, but I like the producers. They they don't know who got the money. You know what I'm trying to say? If right, it's right. not an independent rapper before he coming up, I don't want no so it's like no, but no, I've had all type of people try to um yeah, shoot they shot. 
Yeah, I can I can see. And then being from Miami, man, like Miami had a nice look, had a nice little run in the hip hop game, man, from on the producer mm-hmm. side, from the T Pain, Rick Rose, Plies, uh, who else was dying to um what's that producer? Uh Scott Storch. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cats from Miami, man. When they had a run, they had a really long run. Mm-hmm. And one of the other topics uh we got into and and Basically, what I'm doing is I'm pulling uh, from like social events. So one of the things we talked about was polygamy. We talked about it on on, on the last show, uh, because what I've noticed is that when it comes to polygamy. And I'm going to kind of switch up some of these questions, but when it comes to polygamy, people and the only reason I'm bringing it up this time is because some of my followers uh, said, hey, when it comes to polygamy, uh, they were talking about E. She's only looking at it from a physical standpoint, but it's much deeper than that. It's not about just, uh, you know, having sex with two women or, or having sex with X amount of, of, of people involved. It's more for the emotional support, the financial support, the support in the household. Um, but it just, it, it seems like anytime you mention it, people, and, and don't get me wrong, it's not for everybody. Um, and then another thing, when it comes to today's climate financially, a lot of people were looking at it from a, a financial support. That was a meme. What this dude said, uh, imagine you trying to catch me cheating when you can't afford to pay the rent by yourself. Crazy. And I'm like, mm. you, 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 you straddling a tight line, but there's some, there's some to truth to that statement. So. Is it really Let, true to that statement? Really? I mean, well, yeah. So, so, I, and here's why I say there's some truth to it. Because women have been making more and more money now. But the universe has been coming through for women. I want people to know that. Like the, 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 the box that men trying to put us in, the universe has been showing us love and been getting us out of that. So, yes, you do have a lot of women who, I mean, you do have people who need help. But you got a lot of women who live been able to liberate themselves, so they won't take things like that. Oh, oh, I, com- completely. But that that's that's not to detract that there is some truth to that statement. Now, do I agree wholeheartedly with the statement? No, not at all. Now, it's I can try my more for men though. More men don't have their own shit. Men need men do need help. Like I'm gonna be honest. Like, and that's on, and and I don't want to single nobody out, but that's uh, uh, that's also why God created a helpmate for the man. Like. Of course, I, I agree with that statement. And my thing is this: it 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 is it is truly hard out there. Um, I think when it when it, and I don't want to speak for all men, but I will speak for myself. And the reason, and the only reason I say that's a true statement in certain cases is because I know I have friends who are females who are in that situation who have gone through that situation. And my thing is this: I'm not gonna tell you not to do what you got to do. You got to respect yourself. If he out there doing dirt, you catch it. I don't give a damn if you if you you can't afford the rent by yourself. Hey, you, you, you're choosing your self respect over a dollar. That's a decision you got to make at that at that point in time. Now you did brought up a a, a, a fact. There was a uh, man I can't remember this rapper name. Right, he was he was talking to another guy. Guy made fourteen dollars an hour. Right, the rapper sitting there in his huge house. He had him over to his house, and I wish I could find uh, find his name. But it was a podcast he was doing. And he I, had I know guy, what he's talking about. Yeah, and he got made $14 an hour. He was like, Hi, he was like, Yeah, I gotta go 50-50 because I make $14 an hour. You a millionaire. How I'm gonna go 100% take care of this woman? The dude's response was this: Hey, you a man, you gotta figure that out. And as much as I felt what the other dude was saying, 
what the rapper said is true in my case. Cause there's never been a there's never been a time where mine had to go 50-50. I always did everything. But I understood I had to be a different kind of hustle. I couldn't re- I couldn't I couldn't just sit on my nine to five and think that that, that was enough for me. And Alicia's been around me for quite some time. I've mm-hmm. owned I've had uh, you know, I had the nine to five. I was in the military. While I was in the military, I started my own live stream company because that military check, com- what most people might think, hey, we ain't getting that kind of money. We got to mm-hmm. go do some shit where we damn near getting killed in order to see a real paycheck. Mm-hmm. I was constantly deploying getting that overseas tax-free money. That was the only way I was going to get it, but I understood I couldn't sustain that and my body couldn't sustain that. And mentally, mm-hmm. it was driving me crazy spending that much time away from my family. So I, right. I definitely get it. Um, and true enough, man, women are out here getting to the bag, man. It's, it's gotten a lot easier. So that power dot, I, let me, let me not say power dynamic, but the financial shift is there where the gap was before may have been, you know, this big. Now it's like this, you know what I mean? And, and in certain cases, depending on what demographic you look at, it's actually women are earning more, uh, than men in that demographic. So I can, I completely agree with that, but I also agree with with his statement just because i know people live in that situation and i understand where he's going i think the problem with polygamy and, and, and i'm glad you even said this why don't if this might be far and fetched but it's it's this is real the one of the problems as a woman you got the 14 dollar hour man that want a polygamous relationship <laughs> that's the first problem you know what i'm right, trying right. to say and, and and like when we have this I don't like to make it seem only about like money, but it is like if a man is going to be the leader and the provider, I'm not saying he got to make a million dollars, but if he has to be financially dominant, men who make $14 an hour, you could see in that video that he was not even a dominant man as a person, let alone they want to try to bring another woman in a relationship. If anything, let's talk about why it do not people talk more about polygamous relationships where the women have multiple niggas. A fourteen dollar hour man need a woman who got multiple fucking men. The fuck so, you tired? <laughs> well, then let your let your woman get another man and be running another dude for some money. See, women we different from you all. You know what I'm trying to say? If yeah. we messing with another man, he coming to the party with some punch. You know what I'm trying to say? When you all go mess with another woman and want another woman, you have to take our resources and take care of that. You know what I'm saying? So why don't in our community, especially when men talk about they want help, they want even, they want 50, 50. Well, why you won't let her get another 50% of the a dude who got 50% of what you don't have? Why the man always has to be the one with the woman who entertains polygamy when and he is not mentally, spiritually, financially even ready for no shit like that and probably don't even have the equipment. I'm going to be honest with you. See, you yeah, gotta... but so... it goes back to, you said something key. You said with polygamy, you said some men, especially with the $14 an hour man, you got those men that are what I call beta men and they act like they alpha men mm-hmm. that they feel as though they need to get into a polygamous relationship to gain power. But over time, like way back years ago, to me, the definition of polygamy has changed. I think like when I was growing up, I think polygamy was pretty much more so about power. Um, 
having control over someone as opposed to now um women like you said they're starting to pretty much take care of themselves so now it's it's about it's changed from power so now it goes to the finances so let me let me out, give you another survival into i'm sorry out, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. out of survival mode we're trying to yes. get into um out of survival mode into more stability yes men want us to stay in survival mode it seems like but that's just another yes so i, I will say this because i, I don't <laughs> I tried not to generalize, and and I, and I don't want to use the fourteen hour, uh, dollar hour guy as uh, a, a key point. I bring him up just to to talk about the the structure of of going a hundred and fifty fifty. Now, I got a few points on 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 those two statements you guys made. Now, when you find yourself with some, first of all, if if the guy making fourteen hours, fourteen dollars an hour. Is not your guy. It's not your type. Then why entertain that? Well, because a lot of times life happens and people lose jobs and and, and have okay. to. But I'm not saying that. What I'm not saying that. Um, you know, whatever. But from experience, and let's just say this: a lot of women are not only giving men with potential a chance, because black women we love black women love our men. So outside of giving those men a chance, and then like I say, outside of life happens, people lose jobs. So mm -hmm. instead of just finding what you really, really want right now, you might get something for fourteen dollars an hour for a few months till you get what you want. You know, so, I, it's all kind of scenario. Okay, so it's, okay, it's, it's so all kind bit. of. Let me ask you a question. All right, so talking about polygamy, right? And we're gonna go back to the man that makes the million dollars versus the man that makes the fourteen dollars an hour, right? <laughs> Well, damn it, I'm not choosing the one that made the fourteen dollars an hour. So, and and I, I mean, get that, but he the here's the point that I'm trying to make, in 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 referencing, in referencing the fourteen dollar hour and, and why you would be with that person. My thing is this: if you're not gonna settle for the fourteen dollar hour guy, then don't settle for him because what you're doing is you're you're wasting his time and you're wasting yours. And the yeah. other thing, the reason men don't really care about if a man is going to be with the woman that works at mcdonald's do you know why we don't care whether she works at mcdonald's or make a million dollars you know why we don't care because wow. whether she makes 14 dollars or a million dollars her income is not going to do anything for us when she makes a million dollars she makes the million dollars on the strength of her making a million dollars and we're not looking for that financial support in most when, cases when if you say that i don't i'm gonna be honest i know it's a lot but it's a lot of wealthy men but let's just be honest what percent of our black men i know people that had this ppp loan but let's think outside of ppp and COVID. okay mm -hmm. i'm gonna be honest women have been struggling with their men women have been putting in because a man whether I, I'm going to be honest. I like nerds. I really only date guys who have college degrees. Yeah, I go out with the other ones. But even those men have struggles of paying a debt and, and work building their way up and just having to. You got to move a certain way with different type of people. So it's like, and I'm not making no excuses, but if we're going to really get into life and, and talk about people who did not say go to the strip club to make money and who did not go to the streets to make money, you know, and who has a little debt because they try to get a little education and, you know, who got kids. Why do men, at, when did y'all start making so much money to fully start taking care of people? Because, see, 
I, that's why a lot of women and even men have traumas of growing up in single homes because the finances was not there. A lot of men, even when did you all, where did this idea from that y'all did everything for a woman? A lot of women have put in, we have helped you all. They've helped y'all look like a man. Am because I true? You have a lot so of single mothers. So, no, it is a lot of, it is definitely a lot of single yeah. mothers, but I feel like it, the thing with single mothers is, I could be wrong. Single mothers in some kind of way did not do a good job with telling their sons how much they struggled. They did not do a good job with telling their son, look, son, you might not have wanted to see me with Johnny and all the other five dudes. You might have, you might feel like women are whores because you've seen me with multiple men, but that's the struggle of being single. I, I needed another man's income. So when did, when did we draw this idea that one person take care of one thing? When did this start happening? That's old school. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's an old school mentality when yeah. it comes to. And, and I'll tell you this. So, in in the I grew up with my grandparents, uh, and and they were married forever. My mom and dad passed when I was like three. They were in a car accident. So what the the dynamic that I saw, my grandfather took care of everything, paid all the bills everything my grandmother washed his clothes she had food ready when he came home that was the the that was what marriage was like from from what i saw growing up right and now when i did get married i got married quite young i was 23 i think at the time and i was also in the military and my first duty station was overseas so when my wife came um there was not a whole lot of jobs for her. so of course i'm taking care of everything but that right. was instilled in you. But it's a but difference. Now, I'm I'm not gonna say, and and really, and we talked about this in another podcast. I don't care if you got to go fifty fifty. If later on down the line you make more money, it turns into sixty forty, seventy thirty, eighty twenty, whatever it is. When it comes to whatever dynamic works for you in your household, that's your dynamic. I am with you because I don't understand why is this even a topic? Why is it even a topic? Why do we have to make it about uh, it's 100 percent, it's 50-50, it's 70 Why is it even a topic? Whatever because works for you and your relationship, it works for you and your relationship. And fuck what anybody else got to say about it. But honestly, that's not really true. I'm going to be honest. Okay. You see how people talk about all this masculine energy, men like, oh, women, masculine women. See, we got to have these conversations if we're going to talk. People like to talk about the problem, but not the solution. You know, the reason why it has to be topics of conversations like that is because as long as a woman is doing too much, she's going to be in her masculine energy. So, oh, like, I agree I mean, with that. You do you agree with that? So, uh -huh. so we have mothers. When I say mothers did not do a good job of being honest with their sons, like I do know history. Back in the day, it do seem like the men took care of a lot, but men wasn't really making no money. Do you all know what you all went through with the social things? And you know what I'm saying. And even when it came down to like welfare or like a government programs that was helping, um, that and eventually started helping black women, it was not made for us. It was yeah. made for white women who exactly. husbands went to the army. But mm -hmm. the reason why black women had to do it is because you see how you all men had that mindset? Men was making crumbs, but they still was making families on the outside of their main home. You can't make crumbs, short your family, and continue to create families. So, I'm a, so I do know 
things did seem a certain way and a lot of grandfathers did do what they had to do but it was the one women who had to be creative to make that dollar stretch to be two dollars and fifty cents so you have men who i'm a, and, and and i'm i don't want to whatever everybody's not the same but my grandmother had eight kids by my, my same grandfather my grandfather had married a whole nother woman when i hear the dynamic of how they were in the family of course, they respected him like a father. He would come over and give some money like he paying bills. But my older aunties remember life different from the younger ones. He would just give partial the money. My grandmother was the one who had to be an alchemist. She had to go uh, adopt foster children and make an extra income. You had to know how to sew back in the day. That's why women had other skills. Because your man can't buy you no clothes. You might got to you gotta make, you, make your clothes be able to fix your children's clothes so isn't that like so that's why i say like even in dynamics where the men was taking care of everything you good i'm sorry okay my phone was ringing a lot of women are shorted i'm that has been since the beginning of freaking time and so go come back to 2023 for us to really feel like People could go create these families and I just, we, let's go 50-50. No, why don't men have the attitude? I'm going to bring 100% of what I can because as a woman, we got to bring 150%. Because a lot of, because a lot of men now, they're beta men and I'm going to put it like this. You got a lot of guys that don't want to work. They don't want to do nothing. They, they actually want a woman to take care of them. Now I'm I'm not putting you in that category, Peanut, but I'm just saying you one of the different ones. But nowadays you got like I call them mama boys. They are they mama just, boys. Yes. Who they just don't want to do nothing. They are they are no for real. Coddle them. You men need to give those men, y'all need to give them men more hell instead of giving us women more hell. I mean, I'm not saying, yeah, you, you continue oh, to be like you all, believe all with I us. do. <laughs> huh? Oh, please oh, believe. Oh, I do. He does. Yeah, oh, I don't I don't I don't tolerate dudes who ain't shit. You don't pay your child support, you don't see your I tell you your story. A matter of fact, I don't tolerate that shit. Because you're not you're not hanging with me and you're not doing what you're supposed to. I had a cousin of mine, right? He called me, and I never forget this. I was actually in Florida. I was in uh Fort Wayne Beach, Florida at the time. And my partner called him, he was like, Hey man. The cat done took my my income tax check. I'm like, damn, cuz, how much they take for you? Man, they didn't hit me for five G's. Hey, what they hit you for? Man, I, cause I ain't pay my child support. Hold on, fam. Hold on, hold on. You ain't do what now? Yeah, man, you know she make X, Y, and Z a year. I mean, I feel like I don't have to pay that much. I said, that's your child, ain't it? That's your child, right? Well, yeah, that's my child. But she she made she made this amount of money and she stayed with her mama. She good no. Bro, ain't nobody asked you that fuck shit. I say, is that your child? He was like, yeah. I said, let me tell you something, man. If I miss six, you ain't paid child support all year. I said, if I miss four months of child support, maybe five, I'm almost at five G's at the time in child support of what I pay. I said, and you went, you mean to tell me you went all year? And they only hit you for five G's? Hey, man, get off my get off my phone. Because if you call me for 70, hey, partner, you ain't going to find it here. Not here. Cause I don't, I don't tolerate that shit. Nah, I will say this, and here's why I think when you when when it's talked about, well, why these men this and why these men that? 
I think I look at it like this and I can only speak from the perspective of what social media is giving and what you're hearing the most because negativity is what sells no matter how you, how you cut it. You hear more about the men who don't do shit than you hear about men who are actually out here doing what they need to do to take care of families. And I can almost guarantee you if we get enough people to champion the, the, the good shit that men do, it would outsell and outshine those staggering numbers of ain't shit dudes that you see right now that are always getting talked about. It's just that the ones that are doing good shit, you know, that shit don't get championed at all. But, Nobody's but talking about us. They but don't. you also you also got like a, a lot of like high profile like celebrities, like uh NBA players, NFL players that haven't paid child support and you got actually their child's mother in court having to sue them to get child support. Well damn it, you know you've created this child. I mean, you making all these millions. It should be easy. It's, it's simple. Mm -hmm. But that's my point. Your villa—that's my point. You're championing the villain. Oh. There's nobody talking about the, the guys that do what they're supposed to do in Great Fathers. You, you right. don't hear those stories. You yeah. champion the villain. That's how You're it always right. is. It's not about championing the villain. What we and this is what something that people we all grown, but being an influencer, I'm gonna say this. Um, it's true negativity goes viral but yep. not only that let's just be honest the people the higher ups the people who are pushing certain narratives in our community they are funding the negativity i, I want us to be really honest like people are funding it is a propaganda against a certain type of that's why influence is important and, and people are like trying to make people with a certain type of influence or mindset. They try to have, make them have, a, a, you know, a higher influence than somebody else who thinks logically and who thinks outside the box. So, right. and as people, we have to be honest too, because we continue to consume the negativity. So even if people try to push it down our throat, I feel like if we just really know, no, somebody, it's almost like with music and with dating. One reason why interracial dating is so popular is because we've seen it in videos. That was the programming that the producers and the people that own these labels have done. So when they started taking the, say, the big booty black girl out of the videos and right. when black people was judging that big booty black girl, oh, you just, it ain't nothing but a video vixen, you a model. But guess what? They removed your black woman out the video. Now they got the white women in the video. At least you see more more image images of, you know, blackness. Now you have images of the black man dating the Spanish girl, which is fine. I'm not whatever, but now that is the norm. We have to be honest about what programming we're we're putting out there. And that's why when I watch some of your shows, I actually like what you have going on. But no, negative programming actually gets funded as well. So people don't talk about the positivity as much, but even if they did, we we as a community, this is something that we would have to push because this is not nothing that they want for us. You know what I'm trying to say? One thousand percent correct. Yes, because One even, even if you look at like Facebook, I mean, I've had I have people that I talk to. They just get on there just to see people arguing and fussing and. They um, promoting that stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, why? Why? You embarrassing yourself 
you're making an ass out of yourself. That's, to me, that's not what Facebook was created for. But you have people to do it, so you're absolutely correct that negative behavior is it's influence. So what do you think? What do you think gonna happen with our youth? What do you think is gonna happen? And how do we not feel responsible? Yes. That, that's the thing. How do we not feel responsible? Because we don't shelter that from them. We Mm-mm-mm. my niece has the same Instagram I have. I ain't gonna lie. I'm young auntie, but I don't really I'm not crazy. I don't like that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm trying to say? Like so, yeah. And so, we, yeah, it's. I mean, they 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 model what they see. They imitate what they see, yep. and then at a certain age, when they get to a certain age, once they're used to modeling or imitating that certain behavior, you're not gonna be able to change it. So, I mean, no, I will. I, I, and I at will least say we're this. grown now. We've developed yeah. this over time. We didn't grow up all the way this messy. Yes. Like, but children are growing up this uh, messy, and like even to see the titles of children slapping their teacher and shooting up schools, and that is so crazy. To that where is don't control the narrative of how much negativity. Why is negativity fun in our community? I do want to know that. Why is so, that entertaining to us as people? Because. You, I think you, you said it earlier because that's what was what was glorified. If you look at the black exploitation mu- uh, movies that came out in the seventies, let's take the Mac, Willie Dynamite, uh, you know, movies like this. It was all now there was a, a underlying tone of consciousness because in all those movies, the pimp ultimately fell off, and the guy that was promoting positivity actually brought them back into the fold. But but let's just be clear. The guy, the pimp that was getting the money, the drug dealer that was getting the money, that was the greatest influence. And we all know how drugs ended up in our community. So it's no wonder that it ended up in our in our films. And all the ones that did big, big, big hits, take New Jack City, for uh, for instance, when that came out. Man, I can't tell you how many times I went and sat down and watched New Jack City at the movies. You know what I'm saying? When New Jack City hit, I may have went to go see that maybe seven times. And I ain't even bullshit. Seven straight times I went to go see New Jack City when it first hit. But along those lines, there is a shift in the, in the movement and the dynamic when it comes to music. And I'm actually glad you broached this point because uh, when you were talking about rap music, there's a guy, and I don't know if you've seen this, uh, he go by the name of D1. His Instagram is D1 Music. He put a couple of rappers on blast. He went at Meek Mills, uh, Rick Ross, and uh, what was the other guy he uh, went at from Dipset? Uh, Jim Jones. You know, he was like, hey, on one end, you know, me, how you going to talk about prison reform? And then in your new album, you talk about, you know, shooting this, Kill killing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So how you going to go between that dynamic? All I'm asking y'all to do is either you're going to be on the side of righteousness or you're going to be on the side mm-hmm. of, of, of violence and evil. So which, which one you want to be on? So, and I think in that aspect, there's two two issues with it because on Joe Pot on Joe Button's podcast he talked about he didn't like the dude because he was like hey you clout chasing you could have did you could have got the exact message across without using Jim Jones Rick Ross and Meat Mill's name get it on your own if you wanted if you wanted to 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 push your agenda then push it for yourself 
I kind of felt he, like that he, way in the in in the beginning, but then I realized something as I sat there in dynamic. And my problem with Joe Button station it uh statement was it was an emotional statement. And that's why we as men sometimes gotta sit back and say, All right, let me sit back and let some and, and focus on what was said, not how it made me feel. Which is what yeah. men should do. You should move off of fact. Don't move off of uh, emotion and let that emotion subside and then pay attention. Mm-hmm. anytime you make a statement and you need to have some type of uh, tangible effect, you have to be able to point to something. And him pointing directly to Meek Mills and the dynamic of him calling for prison reform, but then promoting music that turns mm-hmm. around uh, inevitably putting those same people right back in jail. Mm-hmm. Like how, how how are you how are you doing that? Hey, you either like I said, you either on the side of right and wrong. And when I sat back mm-hmm. and I dissected it and thought about it for what it was, what it was worth, he is absolutely right. And the way he He's went about it right. was the right way he was supposed to do. He did, and and I do want to say, see, this is what we talk about a lot. Well, social media has been using this word a lot, accountability. You hear that word yeah. a lot? Facts yeah. all but the time. What I've noticed is. Men have shifted it. They want women to take accountability. Mm-hmm. I just said, don't oh. take accountability for nothing. So he was mm-hmm. absolutely right because as a man, not only he stated facts. So I'm gonna call your name out. You gotta call somebody's name out. You know what I'm trying yeah, to say? You, and then yeah. he held other men accountable for the for for what they put out. And that is what that is what was mind-boggling to me because I don't I, I didn't know anybody that said that. And like all these other men are mad that another man held a man accountable. Now see when women try to hold men accountable, you all act away. You feel me? But you see a man holding another man accountable. You see how that make men feel? So like, yeah, I, I'm glad that you picked that up. But he was absolutely right for doing what he did. And to be honest, we need more of that. Not only as because like I say, people say whatever to women. But if yeah, you man. all men want to be, you all want submissive women, you all want to be seen as the leaders, as the dominant, then you all have to make better standards for yourselves. Because oh. at the top, you when you make better standards for yourself as as people, then the people who follow you want to have better standards for themselves, i.e. women. I tell people all the time now, men like to complain about women, but the women out here nowadays is exactly what men need because you all created us. You all created the mindset. You all created the shift. But so, when it, so that's the same thing even with music. Yeah, now when, when it, and, and that's what I mean by, by champion those villains. Those villains have created, have created those women and then those of us who do hold others accountability, when we find y'all, it's like, all right, my boy, I got some work to do because Obviously, uh, what she what she was dealing with before ain't who I am, and we gonna have to work work through this. So I not this. I'm actually agreeing with what you're saying. I just hate the fact that it's those type of men who get the most uh, attention, and it 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 sucks for the good guys. You know what I'm saying? It really sucks for us to have to to have to go through those uh, meetings, have those conversations, and 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 develop those patients because we do i can tell you right now coming out of a divorce and dating out of that my patients about that 
<laughs> about <laughs> like that, right? Now. It was it's about like that. that. And then, it was already like that. No, nah, no, nah, they they wasn't because I was extremely extremely patient. And now I have to have a method to my patience. And what I mean by that is. I have to sit back, look at where this woman came from and what she had to deal with in her past and understand that something that I've done or said just triggered her. So what I have to do is mm -hmm. practice patience and say, all right, what you're saying is not really about me because I've demonstrated none of those traits that will warrant you to behave the way you do. So let's talk about how you're feeling and why it is that way. And that's what I mean by developing a method to my patients because while they are that big, I understand there's a method before I lose them. Right, right. And I, I appreciate that as a man. I yeah, I would I appreciate the hit that to hear that because women need more grace. We give you all we give you men grace that you all don't give us. Um, but I, I appreciate you saying that. If a man yeah, just understand a woman, we really ain't that complicated. But in understanding a woman, you know. Yeah, I appreciate you. But that, but that also comes from I feel like the reason men don't is because we don't have we don't have mentorship. Like we don't have mentorship at all. We don't have anybody to talk to us about. And, and this is why I miss my grandmother so much because, uh, she is the one who actually you know gave me that patience and understanding when it came to to marriage and relationships in general. Because this was a and she was a saint. You couldn't even pay this woman. The first time I heard her curse, um, it was crazy to me. Like this woman, all the years of my life, and she lived to be 105, and I heard her curse wow. one time. One time in the time that she was raising me. So, yeah, that that's and, I, I understand see, the patience and the grace. Yeah, I see, my grandma was the opposite. Like, oh, she cussed like a sailor, but at the same <laughs> time, she taught me the value of... Um, respecting other people's feelings, treating people the way you want want them to treat you. Right. Um, she was always telling me, um, no matter, because my grandma was 90 when she passed, and she would always tell me, no matter how bad somebody treats you, still turn the other cheek, because in the end, they're going to need you. And then, what's going to happen then? But I live by that model because I just feel as though you should treat people the way you want to be treated. But but it goes back to society. People not teaching that no more. People not teaching that. And I don't even know and let's be honest and if I'm wrong let me know. Do you feel like in our culture they teach women different than they teach men? I don't yeah. see men being taught respect somebody for who you are. Men, like, they can't respect the woman nowadays. Like, so we women, we get taught these things. And not even only that, I do agree, men need mentors. But a lot of ways that I view some boys being raised, young men, are is not to listen. A lot of people let boys and young men make decisions for themselves too prematurely in life, yep. thinking that I'm allowing him to be a man. No, he's a little boy and he still needs training and direction. So then when and they I, go get into right. relationships with women who have had some training and direction, now it ends up feeling like, oh, you're nagging me. You're you're this, you're that. Why? Because I got a standard and a plan or I'm trying yeah. to have a standard and a plan. And so I like, agree how, with that. How do men get the mentoring that you need? Like, And I do want to ask, and who do you want the mentoring from? 
Do you want it from other men or are you all open to it from women? Because I, I, you, I hear you say your grandmother, but a lot of men, old and young, don't like to listen to a woman saying anything. And when they don't, and some people look at it like a woman talking, you're telling, we're telling you all what to do. So who do you want to teach you? Because it seems the other men are teaching y'all to be toxic and making it seem like, you know, negativity and having a lot of women and being a rolling stone is fun. So but if you it, get some kind of training from a woman, we're going to be talking different. So how? So here's what, here's what I got from my grandmother. My grandmother helped me to understand women, but the way I became a man is from other men. And you have to understand the type of man you're getting that mentorship from. Uh, my grandmother was quite frank that she could not teach me how to be a man because she wasn't one. She didn't understand the struggle. She didn't understand the mental state in which men uh, had to function under. She could only tell me uh, how to understand women and some particular things that uh, my wife at the time might be going through mentally. So that's what I got from my grandmother. So that's why I say when, when I had to learn that patience and grace that my grandmother gave to me, mm -hmm. that's what I had to learn from her. But the, the mentorship should definitely come from a, should come from a man. If you want to understand how to operate properly as a man. Now, my grandfather was hell on fucking wheels. This man, <laughs> I'm talking about, I, and, and, and for, I will say this, my man, my grandfather didn't call me by my name. Most of the time, it was the N bomb nigga. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. my, for, for a long, that, that's just straight up. And you know, but you have to understand the time period in which he was raised. This man was born in 1922. You mm -hmm. all understand what the climate of America was at that time. So this man was born hard, only was able to go to, the sixth grade before they snatched him out and he had to work yep. the fields. You know yep. what I'm saying? My grandmother was born in 1911, right? So look, they, they were born in a different time, so they were different types of people. My grandmother was a progressive thinker. My grandfather was a stagnant thinker. To him, even though it was the, the, the 80s, the 90s, to him, it wasn't no different than the 1950s. That's how he looked at the world, that's how he viewed people, and that's how he treated his his family but what mm. i've what the way i matured as a man was the people i encountered in the military i was one of the few people to have great experience in the military i was led by some great men and that i will say that was the only reason that i got it because there were no men there my uncles lived out of town my cousins lived out of town there were no men the only access i had to men were other kids my age I lived, my, my grandmother, my grandfather was the only man around. That was it. And after he died, I was in the military. So that's what I was left with. Right. Well, with me, uh, my dad wasn't really around, but my mom has a brother. So my, my uncle, he taught me a lot, especially about like how a woman should be treated by a man. He also taught me about being independent. You know what I'm saying? Having my own so that I don't have to depend on nobody. And also I look at the fact that I'm an educator. So I was once teaching um, kids, third, fourth, and uh, second graders. And it's just, I mean, like even in my classroom, even with the, the little boys, um, I taught them how to be taught respectful towards 
the females in the classroom. Um, you know, I taught them how, you know, we, they're brothers and sisters. Um, and I just, you know, because you don't know what's going on at home. You know, mm -hmm. um, you can tell, um, you can um, assume. Um, but what, what I try to do is correct that behavior. You know, you 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 can't do that in here. You know what I'm saying? Um, you can't. You're not allowed to tell a, a, a female to shut up and sit down. No, mm -hmm. um, it was it was all about respect. Uh, of course, no bullying, none of that. So, like I say, it comes from the environment from which you're raised. Um, I, I also have a friend who has um, a couple of sons, and um, she's that type that. Uh, it's a boy, let him do what he want. And that's where the problem will come in. It. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's where the problem will come in. When you have parents like that, well, he's a boy, he can roam the street, he can do this and do that. Mm -hmm. That's where the issues come in. Mm -hmm. it. Because you can't do that. To me, if you have, whether it's a boy or a girl, you have to teach them standards and rules because guess what? When they go out into society, you have rules and standards that you gotta live by. If not, guess what? Mm -hmm. Guess what? You gonna either be six feet under, or you gonna be behind bars. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. Absolutely, no, absolutely, and I and I feel like that is when we hear about all these unfortunate things with young men going through these things. It just makes me feel like, of course, everybody people stray away from how they was raised too. I will say that. So mm -hmm. you don't fit every mold, but mm -hmm. it does affect our community and it does affect the life experiences of some, some of people. And like, okay, so did you all see the video that went viral the other day where the mom was like telling her son etiquette on a first date? I, I, I made a comment and she was like going off. It seemed like she was upset. Like, oh, well, my son... You shouldn't be asking him, you know, like buying, but it was about buying food and taking it to go mm -hmm. home. You all didn't see that right. video? Yeah, I saw mm -hmm. it. Okay, I so it. I had made a comment on, um, you know, and I'm not going to lie, I had got about a thousand replies under my comment because obviously what I said made people upset on the post. But even videos like that where I was like listening in to the mom, and, and I could be wrong, I'll ask you all how you feel, but as I was viewing that video, the boy looked like he was, I'll say in his early teens, I'm going to give it from 17 to 19. He didn't look 21 yet. Yeah. And uh, she was complaining about, like I say, food. Look, I, I, used, I started dating when I was 16. The only thing a boy for you can do for you at 16 is buy you some food. So, like, we live in a society where, like, even as I was reading through the comments to see how many men was upset at what I said, we live in a society where at 17 years old, see, this is how it happened as mama's boys. At 17 years old, if he's going to be interested in a girl, a woman, a young lady, and is about to go to college, if he cannot afford or be okay with buying a meal, he should not be dating. Or you let them know, like, that is a part of dating. But I'm like, as I'm listening to the video and listening to what she's saying, it's like you have men that end up operating with women who feel like, oh, she's asking for it too much. If she asks you to, you know, take her to get some food, if she take her to go play home, if you go get some food. 
But then these boys are having babies at 17 and 18 years old, and they didn't take a woman out. They just came to the house and got her pregnant. So this goes back to championing the negativity, right? So many men have been hurt by women in a situation to where they've been taken advantage of financially. Buying a meal. Nah. Yeah, of, I, of, no, it, no it, I, it, I don't buy that. I can't. Like, I can't it's, not, it. it's, not, it's not about buying a meal. It's about... Buying it's about a meal, it, sir. Buy, buying a meal, I I, I think it's fine. But here, do you agree I, as a woman? No, no, I don't agree. I should be able to take a woman out to eat. I don't, I don't agree about but, uh-uh. but what I'm and and once again, this is where just listen to the facts. You know, if you take emotion out of it, because yes, you feel like buying a meal is something simple. It is something simple. But this is what I mean by championing the villain. Men have been hurt by women who they have been taken care taken advantage of financially that now something so simple as buying a meal is trivial. You simping. Oh, I ain't buying her nothing. You a simp. We just met. We just met. We can go to her house. She can cook. She can come to my house and I can cook. They've taken the financial uh, they've taken the financial piece of it and made it a detriment to a relationship. Like you now, if you buy any, if I was to go to the corner store and buy you some water and a cupcake, I'm simping now. I'm simping now. They've <laughs> hyper what they've done. They've taken the worst in women in a situation where a woman has phys- has financially abused a man. They have championed that abuse to attack women that now as a man, if I want to take a woman out on a date, I'm simping because I'm buying her food. And that's just simply not the case. Let's remove the negativity. Let's champion the women who have done great things, who 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 support us as men. Why aren't those women getting championed? I got a and, question. Why does a woman have to do great things for a meal? Like, because let, let me let me let me ask this question too, because maybe I don't understand the dating dynamic. That's why my even that video opened up so many topics to dating. Like I say, the boy looked about sixteen years old. When it when before a man take a woman on the first date. You can tell me am I wrong. Has it not been conversations on the phone? Or has it not been any kind of interaction? And then it's like you talk to them a couple times, you get to know them a little bit. Then okay, well, let me take you out this Friday. That, that. So people act like that unless a person is jumping in to say meeting somebody and taking them right out on the first date. I'm not saying I, I don't I'm not I don't all this time see anything wrong with that either. But unless it's a situation like that. I do feel like you do have people who, um, you know, tell me that they're simps for doing certain things. But that goes back to the beginning of our interview about nobody could tell you how to feel about yourself and how to and what to do. You know what I'm saying? So as men, if you if a person really, you know, whatever, another man should not tell you or make you feel a, a way, especially as a grown person, because you should have your own self, your self identity. You should have your own self respect. But. When it comes to the dating dynamic, I'm going to be honest, and that's what makes me feel away. People act like, I'm going to be, a man could actually save himself some child support for 18 years if he did not look at taking a woman on one date for one meal like it's a problem. Am I tripping? You got one meal. If you don't like this woman you want, you need to move along, okay? You might, even if you paid $200 tops, that saves you 18 years. Of child support. Am I wrong? Whole no, you're right. Because the, the issue you... with men, men want to have sex with us and then feed us. 
Men want to act like it's a problem to take a woman on a date for a meal, but it's never a problem to just put up at your house and just come hunch on you. Well, that but that I, goes back to what I just said. It's 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 promoting the negativity. It has absolutely a woman don't have to do great things in order to get a meal. But like I said, it's it's promoting the negativity. That's all also, it is. Your, men don't want to do that too. But <laughs> men just don't want to do anything because it has been hyper pushed of a small percentage of women who have taken advantage of men financially, and they're pushing that they're pushing that agenda. And when you push that agenda. Now, social media is the greatest platform to get information out. Guys are like, oh, yeah, that's simping. No, my man. Now, me, you, I, I am going to say this for me. To push that, I was oh. so hurt to see her say that. Because even, I, don't, I mean, I would I would have loved to, I don't know her business, so hopefully he, his father is around. But I feel like the father would have said something different. A man, no, the basic thing, you got to buy a woman, it's a fool. But not to be like that, but as a woman, just to really think. That yeah, buying but... another woman is some food that your boy is interested in. That's why I'm gonna be honest, especially having the kind of image I have on social media. A lot of people like to say, oh, guys are simps who go and subscribe to people OnlyFans. Guys are simps when they go look at a woman twerking. The problem is we gotta stop labeling people, but the real issue, oh my gosh. I'm about to go and plug up my phone too. Um, well, I'm I'll stay on. But the real issue is, the real issue is. Men are not teaching young boys what women like and how to be likable to a woman. The way men be expressing themselves on these podcasts, they're expressing themselves like they are trying to date other men. If a man is trying to date another man, you don't have to take him out to eat because that's not what other men like. You know what I'm saying? Men like to just pull up and get hunched on, but women like to go out on dates. Do you even know going on a date? Um, it 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 rise it raises a woman's estrogen levels and make them feel more you know what I'm trying to say men gotta yeah. get into certain things that's just not the coochie because they they don't they barely understand it and they be wanting it so it's, it's it it was heartbreaking to hear not only society say a woman don't deserve it but to hear a mama say a woman don't deserve it because like I say boys got kids at seventeen so not only see, is the woman gonna want some food but they kids gonna want some food too yeah but see what that parent is doing is she's trying to raise a dominant male to where that male has power over whatever woman he dates in other words he she's turning that man in my opinion into he's probably more like gonna be violent towards women but, but or, you have, to or look have at... his first sexual experience with a man i'm gonna be well, honest i know a lot on social <laughs> A lot of these people, like I said, especially when they be young. Do you know how many young boys who had You good. I can hear you now. Okay, my bad. How many young boys, men and boys and girls are having their first sexual experience with the same gender? You got girls who have their first experience with girls because they are a little awkward with, with guys. Outside mm -hmm. of you have the ones who actually like it or are curious at a young age. Then you got mm -hmm. boys who get their first blowjob by a boy mm -hmm. because they mammy so busy talking about don't buy a woman nothing. Mm -hmm. Man, 
nephew was eight years old going to school. And when things like Valentine's Day come, you know how you go do things like get something for the whole class. Just get yeah. a boy in the idea, even for your mama. Now mm -hmm. he's 17. Buy a fool, play the fool for your mom when you have some extra money. If mothers are not and women are not making little boys do that, they're going to make them think that all they have to do is Netflix and chill with a woman. It's too many mothers got pregnant on the first night. It's too many mothers got pregnant without going on a date. I can't believe that they out here spreading that narrative for their sons. Yeah, I mean, and this goes back to what I was talking about, why I think a man, sh a boy should be mentored by a man. Um, it, 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 it's, it's definitely, you have to choose wisely. I will say that. Um, and I, I just feel blessed at the point that when I got my mentoring, it was in the military. Um, we have been going for quite some time, man. And I got to say this conversation has been, uh, extremely good. We got, we covered a lot of different things, man. Um, we talked about a lot of, uh, uh social points. We got to know a lot about, uh, Courtney Bar uh, Barnes, a.k.a. Miss Miami. Um, for those of you have who tuned in, man, I want to say thank you guys for tuning in and checking out the podcast. Um, as always, make sure you go to joefleetwood.net and you uh, check out our social media links. Follow us on our social media links. You can also go into our shop. We got a lot of hoodies on sale uh, for the Christmas holidays. So make sure you go on our website and go to the joefleetwood.net go to the shop and find you a hoodie. I'm telling you, I got some dope stuff on there. Once again, I'd like to say thank you to Miss Miami, a.k.a. Courtney Barnes. Thank you for being a part of the show, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you all for having me. Oh, and before I'm out, look, make sure y'all make sure follow me, especially my YouTube. I'm going to be more active on that, but I have a documentary coming out. So I will be telling my own story. You know what I'm saying? I, I like to look at that. That's my second part of my book as well, because now this is about my removal. So y'all keep in touch, and we I will keep in touch as well. And yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing with you all. Yeah, yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and subscribe to that uh to that YouTube channel. I'm gonna check you out, and I can't wait to get that documentary. I am a huge uh book reader. You can't see it, but I got a bookcase over here of books. So I will be copying uh your book. I saw it on Amazon. It is in my uh it is in my list. So I'm going to grab that and check it out. And once right. again, man, I want to say thank y'all for joining uh, the Joe Fleetwood podcast. Shout out to uh, my co-host Alicia. And once again, Joe Fleetwood podcast is out.